jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out Well, uh, it's season two of Gaylords of Darkness. 2.0. 2.0. It feels a lot different. I feel like we've really grown in the last week. You know, I feel like we've only grown in our love of Suspiria this last <laughs> That's week. True. That's Let true. me tell you, I fucking love Suspiria. Oh so my god, goddamn. I love Suspiria. Suspiria just makes me so happy. Oh, it's the best movie. It's truly, truly, I just keep hearing you in my head just saying death to any other movie. And man, I am just right there. I'm just, I'm just That's going my to S-Town. Motto. That's my motto. Oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. good. Yeah. Everyone that, I'm still shocked, Stacy, that we, the whole time we were recording it, we're like, nobody's going to listen to this. After we recorded it, we're still like, nobody's going to listen to this. Yeah. For sure. And everyone, uh, just once again, uh, we truly have the best audience. Our, our gay lord stands uh, that listen to this have really... <laughs> stands? I, I don't know. What, what, would our, what would our listeners be called? Like like how... Listeners? Like, oh, like a But like, like, like how like name? Justin Bieber has believers? Oh, yeah. What's uh, like a gay lord listener? A gay lord listener. Uh, I don't know. Gays? <laughs> I don't, I don't even know. They probably are. <laughs> probably. Well, I think we have a sizable portion of non-gays. Oh, which wow. which surprises me. That's fine too. You know, since we're, not... we're so we always rail against the heteronormative agenda. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm shocked, but I think we've got a substantial amount of non-homos. Well, that's exciting. It is. Look at that—an equitable world. Yeah. Man, uh, I fucking love Suspiria. Suspiria rules. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, they're not talking about it again, are they? <laughs> We're not. But I do also want to repeat, just because we we brought it up at the end of the episode, mm. I also wanted to remind everybody about the Suspiria zine that's coming out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in the beginning of November to mark the year anniversary. Yes. Um, you will be able to find that uh, wherever we announce it. <laughs> yeah, all our socials. Down the line, as well as the Suspiria bumper sticker, which we have designed and it's ready to go. We just need to actually make them. So mm-hmm. um, please keep your eyes peeled. Ew, ew. I don't like that phrase. It's a gross phrase. It's like, like you know, in Stephen King books, why is there always that part where they're like, and then their eye jelly exploded. And then he was covered in eye jelly. And there was eye je- Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Stephen King, what is this gross eye, exploding eye fetish that you have? Or eating eyes or stepping on eyes? Mm. Uh, he's the American Fulci, I guess, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Fulci, too. What the shit? Fulci's really into eyeballs. I've been on a... I've, I haven't actually bothered to pick up anything and read it. But I've been feeling a Stephen King nostalgia recently. That I would oh. like to go back and read. So, I mean, like every other uh, hot-blooded teenager, <laughs> I read a lot of Stephen King. You know, everybody Listen. works their way through everything he's done. 
all of our first apartments had the hard covers that we got at Goodwill up on the mantle, if you had a mantle, <laughs> yeah. or on the windowsill. Right, yeah. And, you know, you're so young and you're reading it and you're so that you're even like, the Langoliers is really good. Oh, yeah, man. Or the one with the UFO, whatever that was. Daddy Knockers. Tommy Knockers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you know, Daddy Knockers is that website. I'm sorry. It's uh, Tommy Knockers. I am, I am record since I'm on the road right now, I am recording from Las Vegas where I will be having a meeting with an agent later about uh, pitching a new hmm, art film called Daddy Knockers. It's <laughs> <laughs> a perfect place for it. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you read all that. So I just I have felt the need. I haven't read any of his new shit since, I don't know what the last new one I read was like. I think it was Cell for me. I think for me, too. I haven't read anything since then, but all the early stuff. I have, Like, I want to go back and read, I don't know, Cujo or Pet Cemetery or something. Oh, Pet Cemetery is so fucking good. It is. It's so good. It's so sad. I haven't read Cujo. I, um, And that was actually an issue of mine with The Shining, which I do want to rewatch the movie, but, like, um, the book scared the shit out of me. Yeah. It was so, and and I think the movie it just didn't translate to me. But um, but the book, oh my god, I still, oh, anytime he goes in that room and the woman behind the shower curtain, yeah, and you're like, ugh. wait, I thought you were hot. You're just old and saggy. Oh, god. What the fuck? Oh, god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I clearly, mean, the, the movie is so different. The you know. It, I mean, I need to rewatch it. It's its own thing. Also had, you know, legendary trans composer, synth composer. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so are you saying your obsession with potential Stephen King diving into nostalgia comes from um, your love for It Chapter 2, Stacey? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, no, I, I did watch seen it. it. I haven't either. And I'm, you know what? I feel confident that I'm not going to. I kind of just don't care. I went and saw Hustlers instead, and it was fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, I watch. I did watch Creep Show, the first episode. Oh, how was that? It's fine. I haven't seen it yet. I'm Adrian Barbeau's going to be in it. Adrian Barbeau is in the first episode. <gasps> the oh. highlight of the first episode, if you ask moi. Oh, and that's uh, Shudder, right? I can watch that. Ooh, I can yes. Watch that. But everybody's touching themselves over it, and I'm like, it's fine, but I, you know... It's fine. I'll say that. Temper your... I would tell you specifically, Anthony, to temper your expectations. Here's the thing. I like the over-the-top melodrama of, like, the first sequence in in Suspiria. (laughs) I love Suspiria. (laughs) I love the -the over-the-top melodrama of that first segment with the family reunion and the cake and Aunt Belinda. Like, I love that so much. And that tone. Mm -hmm. That's what I love about Creepshow is, like, the combination of that tone with cartoons. Yes. And when I heard Nicotero was doing it, like, and I, you know, great effects master, you know, whatever. Um, but I'm just like, I, and when I saw the release of the image of the creeper and what he's going to look like, I was like, it just looks like maybe it's a little bit more of a horror world as horror as like the horror bros understand it and little less of that campy kind of Romero vibe. Yeah, they do put in the like comic book transitions and stuff, but the actual shorts themselves don't have that vibe. It just feels like a horror anthology. Mm. I think that's the thing. And it's tricky because especially the first creep show, George Romero did such a great job with the lights and the everybody, the caliber of actors was incredible and everybody was 
cam- like campy or just shy of camp or just like really heightened emotions and everything. And it all came together in a perfect package. I fucking love Creep Show so much. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And the show doesn't do that at all. Like it just putting oh. some illustrated transitions in there are cool, but the tone of the actual meat of the show is nothing like the original movie. So far, mm. it's just the See, first episode. And I'm always absolutely here for horror anthologies. Like, I think it's great that there's a new horror anthology show. That's awesome. I want a million of them, right? But I think it's complicated by calling it Creep Show. Yeah. And and it's just, I mean, admittedly, as someone who has not seen it and knows nothing about anything, because I'm Anna Nicole Smith, like... Creep show just has such a solid aesthetic and vibe that I associate with it that if it falters from that, then I'm, who knows. How's right. Adrienne in it, though? It's amazing, as always. Oh, yeah. she's so fucking cool. She's so perfect. I was trying to say perfect and cool at the same time, and it just turned cool. into cool. <laughs> <laughs> but she is, man. She is, if anyone is cool, it is her. It's fucking Adrienne. I just though. love seeing her. Like, I don't care what she's doing in it. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't, that's the thing is both segments are kind of clunkily written. Um, I don't know. Well, you'll see. Whatever. I don't want to harsh everyone's mellow, because everybody's going crazy over it. But. Yeah, but everyone, horror fans are really easy to satisfy. <laughs> That's true. That's so, true. So there's always that. But, but I'm excited what, for another anthology. Yeah, I mean, I'll continue to watch it for sure. I just, I'm not, but my hand remains on the outside of my pants. Oh, really? I'm, I'm, not, you're, touch, you're, I'm not touching myself over it. No. You're first base with yourself above the clothes. I'm first, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's plenty of room for Jesus between <laughs> everything. Well, that's good to know. I'm glad you're keeping up your Christ-like <laughs> yeah. studies and moral, morals. But what I did watch and what is also getting people touching themselves, and I am absolutely touching myself over, is Marianne. <gasps> I have not seen it yet. On Netflix, the new... The Dude. Spanish? French? French. 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 Uh, yeah. Wow. What's it about? All I know is, like, witches and there's a creepy-looking lady. It's about an author. She's been writing books about a witch and, like, the woman who does battle with her. And um, she has to go back to her hometown for a friend's funeral. And you find out where she's getting the ideas for this story and what everything's going on. Is it Basic Instinct with Witches? Uh, sure. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's eight episodes. um, Most of them are like a half an hour. It, especially early on, it is fucking so scary and so well done. It's so good. It's really good. It's really scary. Samuel Bowden, who is the like writer director, really fucking knows how to shoot a scary scene. Oh, I can't wait. I've got some issues with it, but um, hmm? how's the witch quotient? Because you know I'm pretty specific about my witches. You're gonna like it. Oh my god! So You're gonna love it. I think oh god, I I so love excited. it. I it's really good. You really need to watch it. So you're telling me I need to stop watching The Dark Crystal over and over and over and over and just commit to something else like Marianne? Marianne. 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 I would say, in general, that's probably good advice. Because there's a <laughs> world of media waiting for you. Yeah, but they don't have Skeksis in it. 
I guess. <laughs> I mean, you know who else likes to watch the same thing over and over? It's like a two-year-old is like, put on Barney. And then they just watch that Barney thing over and over. <laughs> Stacy, I challenge you to look up across our table. Look at me. Look at my diaper. Look at my bonnet. Look at my bib. True, you are baby. I'm baby. Thank you. <laughs> you know when parents are like, I put it on. It's the only thing that'll keep him quiet. <laughs> Feels like you do that to yourself every night. I'm literally the dark I'm crystal. Just, I'm just screaming at people on the internet, and then I and then I turn it off. I put on the I put on the dark crystal and put in my pacifier, and I just sit there and <laughs> <laughs> smile. <laughs> it's either a dark crystal or Real Housewives. Well, hey, oh. you know whatever works for you, right? Thank you. I'm Thank just you. saying, you really should watch Marianne. I think you're gonna really. Like I'm gonna it. do it. I'm gonna do it. We maybe we should talk about it. I don't know. Oh, let's do. I didn't know the episodes are only half an hour too, and there's only like eight of them. That's great because yeah, the, the first few are like 45 minutes to. I think oh. they're all under an hour, but by wow. the last like four episodes they're all about a half an hour your story's kind of flip-flopping there john carey they're actually all it's every episode i think is three hours long actually (laughs) but it felt like a half an hour no it's it'll you'll watch it you'll want to keep watching oh i can't wait it's really fucking good i can't wait yeah it's really good Mm. so so there you go god bless some witches god bless some witches man witch month is over Bums me out. I want Witch Month to go forever. I know. I mean, it always basically will be on this ca- on this podcast, but it's still like a bummer. That said, Stacy, the fact that we have, you know, lo, summer is over and now fall approacheth, right? Well, I guess fall's here. She, yeah. she, she has broken down the door and is shooting leaves all over my house. <laughs> Uh, but I have to say, even though I felt betrayed by this summer, because at least in Oregon, it was a terrible, it rained up until July, and then it got cold immediately, t- immediately turned into winter after like two weeks of warmth. Um, I have to say, this transition into the autumnal vibes is actually cheering me up, because lo, now it is October, and that means it's Halloween season, baby. Oh, man. I'm so happy it's here. It's so good. Oh, well, we discussed candy corn last year. I was going to say it's candy corn time, but you're not a candy corn fan. Eat your goddamn candy corn. Eat your candy corn. Ope Ilsa time a candy corn. <laughs> time for Ilsa's candy cornery. <laughs> she wolf of the candy cornery. <laughs> okay listen i am not totally opposed to candy corn if you get me high and put a dish in front of me it's gross it's gross but like you know what i do like more of those little they're candy corn adjacent they have the same texture and like they're almost the same kind of but the little pumpkins with the little green stem yeah i i feel that those are simply visual trickery like they're just candy corns right but they're pumpkins (laughs) really is that the difference i think so because I feel like those are so much better. They're a little bit more, I guess they're all just sugar, ultimately. Yeah. It could be because of their size that something about the density makes them feel different. But I feel like they've got to be about the same formula. Man, season two, we are just fucking killing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we didn't invest in that brand new theme song. Jesus Christ.
back to our usual garbage after which month. So what do you say is the difference in consistency between the candy corn and the pumpkin? <laughs> Ladies. For your consideration. For your consideration, my DMs are open. If you'd like to compare other densities. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what that means. Oh, wow. The Casanova of the science fair. <laughs> Here she comes. <laughs> see what I can do with baking soda and vinegar? <laughs> <laughs> what? I just put them in a dish. What did you think I was going to do with them? Jesus. <laughs> God, why is everything got to be so filthy around here? I know. I God, just want perverts. Perverts. <laughs> it's disgusting. Well, anyway, which month is over? Fall is here. We've already talked about candy corn. We're we're going to full spooky, full October season. Spooky vibes, candy corn, Ilsa's a plenty. Um, <laughs> we're only covering the Ilsa films this month. <laughs> Could you imagine Ilsa month? Oh wow! That is, oh. let's save that for leap year. <laughs> we'll save that for the very end of the show. Yeah, when there's nothing. When we start left. courting a new audience. <laughs> oh gosh. No, yeah, I, there's no particular theme to this month, but I'm excited for all the movies we're going to cover for sure. I feel like I feel like they're all kind of like October good time classics, though, right? Like, sure. I well, mean, with the exception of the yeah, the one I'm most excited for this month. Yeah, a classic might be a bit strong, <laughs> but that's for another time and another place. Today we are talking about what I think is a classic. Right? It should be, if it's not. Indubitably. The 1985 film Demons. Oh, my God. Fucking love this movie. This movie rules. That's it in a nutshell. Is there anything else one can say about Demons? It rules, right? It's fucking wicked. It's metal. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's fucking badass, man. Yeah. I like that right off the bat with the title. You know what you're going to get. Oh, you. Instantly. It's just oh demons. Okay, it's imagine like imagine uh, that. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's it. Imagine that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like what? Sorry. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say it's called demons, and it's about demons. You know, like uh, dogs is about dogs, starring Linda Gray of Television's Dallas. I like that. Do I like when it just back? tells you like, what it is. Does the network send you something every time <laughs> you say that? <laughs> You know what? I still owe them for all of the joy they've given me. So. It's just, oh, that's true. Look at you. You're just constantly giving back. Right? Well, I'm a giver. Yeah. You but you don't have to guess what Demons is going to be about. It's not like Suspiria where you say, what is this movie about? And then all of a sudden it's the love of your life. Yeah. <laughs> With Demons, you know what you're going to get. And I appreciate As a big dum-dum, I appreciate that. And it can be one of many loves of one's life. Sure. It could be like the really a really good fling yeah. that you'll always think fondly back about. Yeah. It just to me it feels like the equivalent of writing on the cover of my notebook in school. Yes. I mean that's the thing it feels like such 
a quintessential, not just 80s horror film, not just horror film, not just Italian horror film, but just that whole vibe of 85 of the era, the music, the design, the effects. Like, it is so, such a product of that time mm-hmm. and of the genres therein. And it is, it's just, it's just so cool how it does it all. Yeah. It feels like it is made to appeal to the weirdo horror fan teenagers. Oh, absolutely. And it's still, but that's the thing is watching it, you feel like a shitty cool kid again too, right? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You're like, oh man, they're playing Billy Idol now. (laughs) Yeah. 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 They're playing, it's like, you know, action sequences are like, like guitar solos and craziness. There's like a motorcycle and a samurai sword. It's gross. It's stupid. It's heavy metal. It's oh dumb. It's just like, it's so fucking awesome. You get that. Was it? It was. Oh my God. I feel so stupid asking that. It was Claudio Simonetti, right? That did the music. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. You get that like goblin meets in the hall of the mountain king, like techno theme that goes with it in the opening and like throughout the, some of the coolest action sequences. Yes. God, man. Yeah. That theme, it meets like all of that meets every uh sound effect button on the casio yes you know it's like it'll have a beat but then it's like bong 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 bing bong 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 woof woof bing honk honk like it's just and now marimba yeah (laughs) yeah just pressing every button and somehow it works it's so cool but it really is like that's that's just like that my main takeaway with this movie is it's just so cool my notes just say this is so cool this is so cool this movie is metal this is so cool (laughs) yeah i like that it's uh i mean we'll get to like what it's about but i like that it's just it is what it is and in many respects i think this is i think this is i was gonna say like maybe is this maybe the most effective italian horror film out there (laughs) (laughs) like in in terms of its simplicity like it goes it it goes just as bonkers as every other italian horror film like it goes to so many bizarre places and has the weirdo fucking characters that you'd never see in any other countries like cultural output except in an italian horror film Uh, but it's also just like so simple in its plot Right. While still being fucking nuts. That it's it's just it I think it makes it so accessible versus like, you know, any other it's like 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 Zombie Two, you're like, that's supposed to be New York City at the end. <laughs> but Yeah. Yeah. But in this or like or or um Inferno, like, oh, welcome to New York Rome. Like or Italy. Like yeah. Demons it feels real and with the music, with the punks, it feels very like American nineteen eighties, return of the living dead kinda I don't know. It just feels. I mean, it it's feels the most like accessible that... Italian film. I think. Yeah, it feels like an American horror film, an American mid '80s horror film filtered through an Italian slash German lens. Yes, which is yes. what it is, I suppose. But it's yeah, like their absolutely... their take on it on American horror versus a straight up Italian horror movie. But it's got you can't help but have all of that flavoring to it. Yeah. And it ends up being like one of just across any culture, one of the funnest, most fun, um, wildest (laughs) thrill rides of a horror film out there. Yeah. It's just a little slice of time. Like it practically takes place in real time. It's just like two hour chunk of a day. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. some stuff happens and that's the end. 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know and, now, I mean? and now a demon apocalypse has unfolded upon the earth. Yeah. That's it. So uh, before we go any further, Stacy, for our listeners that haven't seen demons, how would you set this up? Well, uh, I would say we've got Cheryl, who is the young woman sort of, you're Susie Banyan type. You're Susie Banyan yeah. 77 type. She's got some big eyes and a, a face full of hope. Big, big eyes and a face full of hope. She's a student, a college student. Um, she's going to meet her friend Kathy. She's on the metro and she's a little nervous, let's say. All of the people with the coolest mid-80s punk hair. Yeah. It's that era where punk meets new wave. And yes. so it's just people just have like giant pink hair, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like such a fucking aesthetic. It's such an aesthetic and I love it so much. It's, it's like just... it's like if they were all um, Elvira's dog. Uh, gone. <laughs> yeah. With his like pink mohawk. Yeah, it's what the witches in Mother of Tears were going for, but <laughs> that was like 2007 or whatever. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> but then they just ended up looking like um, very lazy Cindy Lauper impersonators. Yeah, very the worst Madonna. Look, honey, Madonna came to your birthday party. <laughs> Oh, material girl. Do you guys mind if I light up over here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I used to know a professional Madonna impersonator. What? She really looked like her. That's so exciting. And she used to go to like, she lived in, it was when I lived in New York and she was literally a professional. And so people would hire her for like kids birthday parties and she'd be like, you know, these Upper East Side brats who didn't even... And she's like, one of them came up to me and was like, You're not Madonna! <laughs> but that was like how she earned her living after appearing in such films as Robot Holocaust. Oh. Then she transitioned into being a full-time Madonna impersonator. I live for this career path. The people you meet. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so Cheryl's on the metro, and she's a little freaked out by everything, and a man in a half-face silver mask hands her a ticket to the Metropole, a movie theater, but it doesn't say what movie it is. And so she talks her friend Kathy into cutting class. They're going to go to this movie. And it's a refurbished theater, and it's all very mysterious. You have the uh, kind of spooky usherette. I guess we'll oh call my god! Her. In her like weird Robin Hood outfit. Yeah, her fucking Peter Pan <laughs> bullshit outfit. She looks like Charlie from Hereditary had a big glow up, <laughs> as they say. Uh, you know, she doesn't talk much. You've got a motley crew of audience people filing in, um, including one uh, Rosemary, played by. Fucking Goretta, Goretta. One Goretta, Goretta, who a, is a, an icon, a queen, everything. She's such a queen that her name has to be repeated, like, within her own name. <laughs> like, she yeah. is that fucking cool that you have to say her name <laughs> yeah. twice. Yeah. So she grabs, there's a prop silver demon mask in the lobby. And she grabs it and puts it on as a joke, like, ha, ha, ha. And it cuts her face. Oh, no. Is this... Does this portend ill? The dialogue there is so wonderful. When the, her friend goes, "You cut yourself," she goes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so everybody files in and starts watching this movie, which is a horror film. 
Uh, it's two young couples are creeping around a cemetery type place, like I guess to have sex because that's what young people do. That's what we all do. Um, and they find some creepy inscriptions where it says, "They will make cemeteries their cathedrals and tombs your cities." Oh, right, that's pretty good. It's so it's fucking turned... wicked. Yeah, and so it's like Nostradamus is buried there, and lo and behold, they open his uh, tomb, and there's a replica of the mask that was in the lobby. Oh. And, and then things start happening in the movie, and they're reflected in real life. Rosemary goes to the bathroom, because her cut on her face won't stop bleeding. Next thing you know, she's a demon. And then, uh, you know, it gets crazy. Things go just, balls to the wall bonkers. Things bonkers from there on out. Uh, Rosemary transforms completely into a demon, kills her friend, and just it spreads. People die quickly and very disgustingly. This movie is goddamn gruesome. <laughs> it's gross as fuck. There were so many moments where I was like, oh my god. And I've seen this several times. I've seen it in a theater with Greta. Like, it... it it was disgusting to me. So many moments. And it's just such a testament to the makeup effects of the era. Yeah. And the creativity with which the film is shot. Yes. Yes. It's, it goes, it's the full gamut. People get their throats ripped out. People get their eyes gouged out. Their scalps ripped off. Oh, the worst uh, is the fucking teeth when she's transforming yeah. into the demon. Like, the demon transformations are really great. Like, poor Greta, when it's happening to her and she gets that, like, pustule that just explodes uh. off of her <laughs> And then the teeth, though, is the worst when she's turning into the demon and her teeth are being pushed out by her fangs. Mm-hmm. Oh, that effect just fucking killed me. Yeah. It's just there's green, foamy bile and blood oh, and God. drool and just it's the gore is completely over the top. And so it's just people trying to fight the demons and sequester themselves from the demons. Um but you can't because you never can. Um, it turns out that there's nobody running this theater. The The projection booth is all automated. The usherette um, doesn't even know what's going on. The usherette doesn't know what's going on. And then everybody tries to get out and they open the doors and it's just cinder blocks. Somehow they, they're they just trapped in this theater. Yeah, I think that's where it goes the most Italian is like the revelation yeah. that suddenly they have been walled into this theater that nobody knows where it came from or how long it's been there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it uh, so it just gets more and more bonkers and bonkers. People die left and right. Uh, meanwhile, there's a car full of ne'er-do-wells outside. <laughs> a bunch of punks with names like Ripper. And they're on the name, run from the cops, and they get into the theater and they quickly die. <laughs> but uh, not before, but not before doing coke out of coke cans through straws. <laughs> I love cows. <laughs> Such a good gag. Yeah, they're so great. And it's and the next thing you know, a helicopter crashes through the roof. Like you do. Like you do. Um, Cheryl and her fella escape, and they find that all heck has broken loose on the outside. Which is why the helicopter crashed through in the first place. The pilots obviously got killed. Because when the punk snuck in, a demon got out. Because there's, there's just randomly, even though this whole theater is walled off, there's an open door. <laughs> this just leads to an office or something. Yeah. A demon gets out, makes it into the city, and uh-oh, demon apocalypse unleashed upon the motherfucking earth. Mm-hmm. And it ends on such a bummer note. 
Oh my god, that little stinger. What the shit? Yeah. You think it's over after those credits. Mm-hmm. But no. No. There's a really depressing stinger. It's really bleak. Um, it's really bleak. But it's like, okay, new world. We're in the middle of a demon apocalypse, and now it's time for survival. And then it ends. Yeah. Bye, Cheryl. Bye, Cheryl. We've been with you this whole time. She, and she dies in the last moments. Literally, like, they get into an apocalypse jeep, which I, I love an apocalypse jeep. Thank God for the people that caretake their jeeps for the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. But they drive, like, they're running from these demons. They, dri- they drive up. They get into the jeep, Cheryl and um, uh, George. Mm-hmm. And then as they're driving, like, it goes to the credits. As they're driving out then, after, like, midway through the credits... Uh, Cheryl just suddenly, like, instantly. For everybody else, it's such a, like, gory, grotesque process. Right. But she just instantly turns into a demon in a jump cut. And then just gets shot by a little kid and falls off the Jeep and just lays there dead. (laughs) Yes. Shot by, it's worth noting, an uncredited Giovanni Frezza, who, of course, played Bob. Bob? Bob! In the 1981 Lucio Filci film, House by the Cemetery. Oh, shit, really? It's his last film, and he's uncredited in it. Oh, wow. It's Little Bob. Little Bob. So, Little Bob. I love House by the Cemetery, by the way. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, we'll have to do, like, a Fulci month (laughs) down the line. Yes, yeah. And I'll just Um, take a lot of antacids. (laughs) It's so gross. It's all so gross. It's all so gross. Um, But... Yeah, it's I love I love the start of the apocalypse Man. that we're getting like because you don't usually usually this whole thing is like the opening of a film. You know what I mean? Yeah, Even, like that. That's all you get. Yeah. How many zombie movies film. have opened with that? Right. And then every single one of them after the Dawn of the Dead remake. It yeah. Has that exact opening. Mm-hmm. But here it's like the whole film is. Like normal, day. like they these people have had a really fucking bad day. You just see them going about their business. They go to the movies, and by the end of it, it's like it's a new world. I love all the demographics that go to this movie too. <laughs> it's everybody. You get the cantankerous old people. Yeah. You get the blind guy with his like visual interpreter that just tells him what's happening throughout the movie when she isn't making out with her dude that also snuck in with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I. uh, Yeah, you've got the pimp and his prostitutes. Yeah. Oh, God, I love them. They're my favorite characters. Yeah, for sure. Lots of teenagers. Um, Yeah, it's just a big mix of people. And just watching them all sitting there, like, enwrapped in this movie as Usherette, like, goes down with her flashlight. (laughs) I want to do this at Queer Horror so bad. I just need that outfit, and I just need a flashlight. And just, like, shine the light at the the teens that are canoodling. Oh, and Usherette, it is such a good vibe. It does um, bring up that, uh, that issue of Satanists... Just really having inefficient ways of taking over the world. Like, once this gets going, it spreads quickly. Like, the virus, the demon virus or whatever. People transform very quickly. But getting it going, it's like, okay, so they bought this old theater. Refurbished this theater. Printed tickets. Printed tickets. Hired a staff. uh, Got a flyer and applied a a bizarre mask to his face. (laughs) 
Yeah, like what about the movie that they're showing? Did they go through production and make that movie? All of this in the hopes that someone would pick up the mask that's in the lobby and put it on. <laughs> when you could just stick it on someone's face and cut them with it. Yeah. You could like, you, you could just put the mask in a Halloween store. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They didn't have to go through all of this. They did not have to go through this inexpensive, convoluted way of propagating their message. It's like uh, all the Satanist movies are this way. Fucking like Devil Satanist, Do- Devil so Dog nice. the Hound from Hell. It's like, okay, so we have this Devil Dog. I guess what we need to do is, <laughs> is the Devil Dog has to have puppies. And then people will take the puppies. And then that will convert. It's like this is the the Satanist um like PR group planning session. <laughs> Yeah, it's so, it's like, it's always the, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say it's the worst ideas because it always ends up working, but it's like, you could save yourself so much time and effort and money if you just like put that mask in a Halloween store. But the good, the thing that sets apart the Satanists then, Stacey, while not efficient, is they're like, but man, think about how fucking metal it would be. That's true. And then we wall off the movie theater so they're all trapped in there, man. (laughs) (laughs) We just have to do it in like half an hour. Let's put a dirt bike and a mannequin on it with a samurai sword. A dirt bike with gas in it that works. With gas and keys. Even though it doesn't need any of that. It could just no. be a cardboard cutout nowadays. I mean, they went through... Think, okay, so Usherette was not in on this. She gets killed and transformed into a demon. Which really, I think, is like one of the more shocking components of the film in terms of story and like the sense of this of the Metropole. And like yes. what makes it what makes you be like, oh shit, is like she's the only kind of person that you can tie back to the theater. Like the only piece of authority that's like has to do with the theater. And yet right. she doesn't even know what the fuck is going on. That's terrifying. Right. It is terrifying. But then you also think, so she applied for this job and they interviewed her and hired her. Yeah. <laughs> She had to go through the whole. She had to submit. She had a, to go through this whole. She had to w- give references. A, yeah, references. She had to fill out all her tax forms. <laughs> and she's running the whole place. Like she's taking tickets and she's acting as the usherette. And you know, I just, I just imagine she didn't have any questions for these people. <laughs> it must have been her first day on the job. So do I set up direct deposit now, or <laughs> oh, you want me to put on the Robin Hood costume? <laughs> you put this on, okay? Can I have a and, flashlight? And I'll be the only person in the building. Uh, um, yeah, she works. Okay. At, does she run concessions? Is she also the Janet who's picking up the popcorn and all the eyeballs? Right. She's got to take all the tickets, then go sell the juju bees or whatever, yeah. and then go in the and then tell people to stop canoodling. Yeah, all this, and she's the only one there. Where's the scene where she's like, oh, god damn it, now I have to go fix the fucking ceiling, the kids with their goddamn <laughs> helicopters. Yeah, you'd think she would have some questions, is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And also, but again, it's the testament to the Satanists being like, they put an ad on Craigslist for an usherette and everything. <laughs> like, why didn't one of the Satanists just handle that job? You Right? Not to get to no one's gone to the bathroom. With a movie where someone puts on a mask and then turns into a demon and just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's just funny to think about because it's such a bizarre world in this movie. It's Italian almost, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's almost like an Italian movie. But like, yeah, if they have if they if they have this like satanic um, mask flyer or canvasser, basically like the the right. Greenpeace canvasser from hell. <laughs> like if they if they have him, then why didn't they have someone similar working the usher line? I don't, it just adds to that that satanic terror, man. 
Right. I also would love to point out, too, that the Usherette, um, as portrayed by Nicoletta Elmi, um, she was also that demented little girl in Deep Red that, like, sticks the, oh. the needle through the lizard when he goes up to the house. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. So I was really excited to see her uh, all grown up. I love her. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't approve of her choices of torturing animals in Deep Red. However, I do well, love no. her as the usherette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just, it's such a weird movie, and I can see people who aren't into it being like, it has no plot. It's literally just people show up, they turn into demons at the end. Yeah, but it's so fucking cool, and all those 80s hits, man. Yeah. Quite a soundtrack. God, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Like, it's I, bonkers as fuck. I think, I think when it comes to horror fans in the 80s, too, I think they really, like, tend to go... I think the most... There's a huge fandom, I think, around Return of the Living Dead, which I keep comparing this movie to, I think, because of the similarity in terms of, like, the soundtrack and the grossness and the 80s... This quintessential mid-80s-ness of it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I'm like... I think Demons is, like, just a, even a way cooler movie. I, I like Return of the Living Dead, but I think Demons is, like just so much more of that like classic vibe that you want from this kind of film mm-hmm. i just love it yeah it's great shit i feel like it doesn't it's not one that's named very often i don't feel like mm. I, everybody knows it but it doesn't feel like it's really it doesn't appear on a lot of lists or whatever yeah i guess if you think about if you think about italian horror films too like people are always going to talk about argento which i mean argento produced and wrote this or yeah. But like you get more of like the Suspiria or Deep Red or um Yeah. Or or Fulci. Like that that's kind of where the conversation goes. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like Demons is still kinda up there, but yeah, I guess I don't yeah. see as many people talking about it in terms of yeah. that canon. But I think it does really cross over with American horror films so much more so than these others that maybe that's part right. of it. Maybe that maybe that's it, yeah. Yeah. I just love it. It makes me feel like a teenager. Yeah, man like it's just it just captures like it's stupid and tells the simplest story but you don't care because it's such a good time and you like i was so much more forgiving of things when i was teenage like yeah newsflash i was so much more forgiving (laughs) of things when i was a teenager that like it didn't have to like i don't know you would watch anything back then yeah you know oh yeah and be like that was a good movie it had blood (laughs) yeah yeah like you could be a big slasher fan you know oh yeah 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 so and then you just go back and watch them 20 years later and you're like oh this is a little bit racist <laughs> yeah this is a little yay 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 yeah. but this one still makes me happy i guess yeah yeah it definitely grossed me out more than i think it ever has and part of that was probably because i was eating as i was watching it but it's it's so good yeah it's so good so gross lamberto bava man yeah son of mario son of mario son of mario and really i mean really like i mean dario was involved in it but i think especially but like by 1985 i'm like dario was kind of crap by that point um <laughs> and liberto was really like taking some like some of the best in terms of the composition of shots the lighting is gorgeous the colors um, everyone thinks about Italian horror films and Argento too and they think about those colored lights man uh, but this is just like it has so many beautiful instances of framing and there is a lot as gross as the movie is there's a lot of artistry that goes into this too oh yeah um, yeah that shot where the demons are coming up over like they're entering the theater 
and you see them slowly like come into frame from the bottom <gasps> with and the it's glowing blue eyes and the glowing eyes and it's like slow-mo oh man it's oh, that's an it's iconic so... that's absolutely iconic shot yeah and that's like the poster for the, i think too yeah like yeah. it's and and yeah even just like the des- i think design wise this movie kills i think more so than anything like the des- the design is amazing um yeah like the usherette's weird fucking robin hood outfit her like her like um Ren fair aesthetic uh (laughs) Goretta like something just as simple as Goretta's hair and her red jacket yeah like it is it's just the 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 artistry of that is stupid as the actual working dirt bike in the places (laughs) like the design of that and the mask hanging off of it like it's just so cool looking like the metropole is so cool Yes. And as a movie theater, I just want to, like, I would love, as a as a movie theater nerd, as, like, an old school movie house um, fiend that I am, I would love to just go and just explore and play in that entire, like, gigantic monolithic <laughs> movie theater. Yeah. It feels like it's a city block large. Uh, yes. And it's so fucking weird. And why are there so many stairs when, as far as we know, there's one auditorium and, like, one balcony? But <laughs> yeah, but it just yeah. looks so cool, man. Yeah. The set dressing and the way it's shot and lit and all of that has a way of making it feel like somewhere else, even though it's in the middle of the city. Yeah. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I mean? Like, it feels – it does feel isolated and, like, this weird – place a weird we've all been to the movie theater you know but this makes it feel unfamiliar i guess yeah there's something kind of and maybe that's that kind of the kind of german element to it is there something kind of cold and like kind of um uh industrial um but also like there is an old classic vibe to it Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm it, yeah, it's and it's got that mid '80s cool. So there's like neon, yeah, and angles, and it's like a nagel print come to life. Yeah, <laughs> and a and a poster for the um, Herzog Nosferatu on the walls. Like, yes, yeah, it's yep. cool, man. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could yeah. say more about this movie other than it's so cool. But like, it really, I think, really speaks to what kind of movie this is. Yeah, I mean, it's not one to be like, well, the theme of when her teeth fall out, that signifies uh, (laughs) the male gaze. (laughs) You know, like, it's not like, it's like, it's a gross movie that takes place over two hours. I'm sure that thesis Thesis. is out there. The thesis is out there. (laughs) Oh, yes. But somebody, somebody's trying to write that Somebody's wanking, yeah, somebody's wanking over it. But it's like, you know, it's just, it takes, it's a 90 minute movie. Uh, it takes place, like I said, it, basically in real time. People go to a movie. People turn into demons. People, some people get out. A lot of people die. A lot of people die, and it's really fucking gross. Oh, that guy when he just drops, and it's like he's on the noose. Yeah, he just falls from like the balcony, and he's just like hanging, but he's like still alive. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 half of that is like you don't know if they just they couldn't get the actor to like not blink as much <laughs> but like even later when she bumps into him and like his face is still like kind of expressive like it's just it's so it's so gnarly yeah. uh, every 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 death every effect Goretta like taking her claws and shoving them into the blind guy's face and like just like curdling his eyeballs and pulling them out Stephen King style like so fucking gross Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so nasty. It's just, and it's, it's like there's disgusting. some really cr- for it being just disgusting. There's still some really creative kills in it. Yeah, you know, 
And Greta is just having the time of her life, like running around. Like I just love seeing her in the background, like yeah, like making the claws with her hands, and like yeah, 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 and just like running by. You know, you truly could not ask for a better demon. No, I mean, Perfect. Greta is a queen. If you haven't seen Greta, Greta in a film, I mean, are you even a horror fan? Right. If you don't know who she is, are you even a horror fan? Oh my god. But like, I mean, this is quintessential Goretta. Like, this is Goretta yeah. at the pinnacle. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, Goretta squared. Goretta, yeah. Goretta, Goretta, Goretta. <laughs> I fucking love Rosemary. I love her. I will die for her. I love that she's patient zero. Like, it all starts with this beautiful, wonderful sex worker who's just like, hey man, what's up? <laughs> right. They're just there to watch the movie. I'm gonna put on Have this mask, time. man. Oh shit, it cut me. Like, she's right. so great. Yeah. And then just watching her turn into this, like, giggling, like, green bile spewing monster. She's so goddamn cool. Yeah. Yeah, and she like ties the the two people making out. She throws a rope around them and like. Oh my god, one of my favorites. Yeah, she like pulls on the rope so their faces are smushed together, and that's how they die. Like, like it's just so cool. They were making out to begin with. She's like basically choking them, but in reverse. <laughs> yeah, and they just die. Just yeah, faces smashed together. It's so funny. Yeah, it's one. It's but- one place where that like Italian kind of. Uh, sadism really works is in this film. Right. I think because the vibe is so cuckoo crazy. Yeah. That it doesn't just feel, it's not just like a woman getting her face sliced open. Yeah, yeah. And I think. Even, even though that happens. I but. think also the score really, like the the sort of, the how there isn't a typical score with this as much as there's a lot of, there's a lot of pop hits that play throughout this, the movie. A lot of like 80s metal, hair metal and, and, and mm-hmm. pop metal. Like, it just creates such a like v- fun like almost like top 40 vibe versus like if yeah if you were watching an italian film and you hear like just that classic synth or whatever as a woman just like you know her top gets ripped off and then she gets her eyeball impaled for however long right <laughs> like it just yeah. it feels it's it's, it's fun it's one place where they they seem really um oh my god they but the, where the, the, an italian filmmaker feels really considerate of the tone and of how that's all working together versus just throwing grossness at the viewer right yeah which is what uh, to bring it up again but that's what mother of tears felt like is like the gore was unnecessary and it just felt like dario argento being like this is what people expect of me so now i better you know run a rod through this woman's vagina that's exactly what i was thinking yeah put in a lesbian sex scene and show the boobs they wax the boobs and then shove the rod up you know it's just gross yeah yeah it's just like oh is that metal enough for you here's a monkey (laughs) like right (laughs) yeah or you know like udo kier getting his face like smushed or whatever like Uh it just there's a meanness whereas demons feels fun and yeah it's it's the tone of it all and it's just crazy it's a bunch of people running around from door to door trying to get out (laughs) and one of them will get snatched and like their scalp will get ripped off yeah (laughs) it's so disgusting and the script is really funny too which also helps like Mm. a lot of a lot of italian scripts kind of have like they're they can be fairly wooden. Um, and part of that often comes from, you know, actors of all kinds of cultural backgrounds speaking different languages and then the dubbing not really working out half the time. But like in yeah. this, there's so many moments that the script just killed me. Like um, immediately in the beginning when Cheryl and and Kathy were talking and before she invites her to the Metropole with her 
And she's like, oh, Mrs. Buckles is just going to blow her stack again. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> yeah. Or in the movie that they're watching, which the Satanists produce, without the help of a Kickstarter, mind you. Really? Um, when they're like, they find the Nostradamus tomb, and she's like, Nostradamus sounds like a rap group to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, computer brain. <laughs> yeah, she was really funny. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. I like horror movies that take place in movie theaters or have a scene in a movie theater. Like, that's always fun. Have you ever seen Anguish? Is it Anguish? Yeah, it's Anguish. I've seen that one. That one's fucked up. But that's another... Mm -hmm. I kept thinking of... I was like, ooh, I want to do a double feature of that in Demons. Because, like, that... Anguish is great because Anguish is, you know, where they're they're watching the movie with the with um Zelda Rubenstein and this gross, gross killer, and then as he's killing people, like people begin to get killed in the movie theater, and that was one that when we we watched it at the all night horror marathon last year at the Hollywood, and that was the first time I saw it, but like there were so many moments where like watching this in the theater. And seeing these people in a movie theater watching the movie and being killed, I kept like turning around to look behind me. Mm-hmm. And let's like, yeah, that vibe of like that or, or like popcorn with uh, Jill Sholin, like mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah, any yeah, of those yeah. movies, they're so fun because you're like, hey, I'm in that place right now. <laughs> like, right. I wonder if demons are going to come kill me. <laughs> yeah, Anguish is one I always wanted to see in a theater because it captures that vibe so well yeah but so yeah. many movies have the scene like scream scream 2 right it has the, the scene in the theater yes although i will say that is the most unrealistic portrayal of a movie theater audience i've ever seen in my life <laughs> but yes scream 2 also does that poor jada scream Pinkett. 2 he knows you're alone mm-hmm. silent night deadly night 2 has a movie theater th- movie theater scene messiah of evil oh my god the best movie theater scene I know I keep talking about it, but that man, if this if this October goes by, people, and you don't watch Messiah of Evil, how dare you? Like Halloween is canceled. Yeah, <laughs> October's canceled. If any of All our of listeners, it. honestly, if any of our listeners still have not seen Messiah of Evil, which admittedly, no, we have not done an episode about it. We've just talked about it in every single episode we've ever done. Well, because I, I want, I feel like no one has seen it, and so I just want everybody to see it before I talk about it because so, it shouldn't be spoiled for you. Everybody, watch fucking Messiah of Evil. Report back to us. Tell us you saw it, and then we'll do an episode about it. <laughs> Right, only once we know all the listeners have seen it. I don't know. How, it's on Amazon Prime. I don't know how that transfer is. Somebody with Amazon Prime should say if it's a good transfer or not. Oh, yeah. I guess I could do that, but then I'd have to turn off Dark Crystal. I mean, we all have our burdens to bear. Thank you for understanding this. You're nothing <laughs> if not compassionate. Just because that movie, deser- if you're going to see it, it deserves to be seen the right way. It's a gorgeous. With your eyeballs. It's a gorgeous movie. Ew. Yeah, you're with your eye jelly. <laughs> you know what? What really struck me about demons on this watch, because um, I've, I've seen this movie eight thousand times. What really hit me this time, and I was really surprised that I hadn't put this together before, was I was shocked at how much the DNA and, and, and of this film, like how formative and influential demons really is in terms of like the kind of extreme zombie slash, like, rage zombie genre. Mm, mm -hmm. Like, I feel like, I think, I never really thought of it because they're demons, they aren't exactly, like, zombies. But the way that it just explodes and comes out in this apocalypse 
and um and spreads and it's through biting how quickly it spreads the aggression the like it wasn't specifically i think i guess the constant fluids coming out of the demons um yeah. <laughs> i keep thinking of like like 28 days later and like the puking and how every every horror movie now with that kind of rage zombie th- always has a scene of zombie things like or infected or whatever i guess they're called infected now like puking all over people and even in this like there's the part where the guy's throat gets cut and then the blood's just spilling all over her mm-hmm. um, but it just feels like it feels like record the dawn of the dead remake like like all of that kind of like a subgenre all kind of ties back to demons like it 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 felt like this was kind of the night of the living dead of that sort of subgenre right and i i just yeah. i never really put two and two together before with that Right. I would add the Soulmates episode of Fire Beware to that list. Thank you. Thank you. Which we um, screened at Queer Horror. Yeah. <laughs> Is that available for people to watch online, Stacey? No. I didn't ask you, Penny Marshall. <laughs> no, it's not available. Oh, it needs to be. It's so good. Yeah. Or, but I mean, I did. That was my, like, I want to make a demon's. God, it's so good. I guess I guess I do have to just start touring Queer Horror, the shorts program, and then I can hopefully maybe I'll work something out with you so we can take that around the road and more right. more people can see it. Right. Yeah. But it's I mean it's demons. For those of you, the two people out there who have seen it, it was heavily influenced by demons. Obviously, it's literally demons meets Lilith Fair. <laughs> it's <amazing>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking we're made funny. with Barbie dolls. Yeah. yeah, made with Barbie dolls. Um, but no, but you're right as far as demons being formative. And I think part of that is because like, what do we usually see in a demon movie? It's usually like one demon and that's it. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. uh, usually demons are the realm of possession movies where it's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. So this person is possessed, but all they do is lay in bed all day and get gross looking. Yeah. Vera Farmiga shows up, they pray, uh, someone shits on a demon and then it's all over. And then it's all over, whereas this is, like, a virus, and there's a lot of demons, and yeah. they want to rip your face off. Yeah, it culminates in a in a wild, complete change in the world order uh, right. at an apocalyptic moment. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's so funny to me. I think if we're talking about demons not being talked about a lot, like, I definitely don't hear it talked about in terms of being, like, a formative thing and establishing so many tropes that we see today in films. No. Um, and it just had never dawned on me. So I just wanted to get that out there because I really think the DNA for alt, for record, for, for, um, God, I can't think of like any others right now, but all of those films where, where, all the rage zombies, where there's just fast things screaming and running at you and puking everywhere and the world right. is on fire, aka Trump's America today. But like, yeah. <laughs> in all of those films, 28 days later, record, um, uh, all of them Mm -hmm. all traces back to demons and it's it's so funny Mm -hmm. it's so funny how influential that was i never ever realized that Mm. wow see what happens when you turn off the dark crystal (sighs) maybe you learn a thing or two i'm sorry what was that the chamberlain is saying something all the (laughs) he said "Mm -hmm." anyway I see. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We all have our obsessions. It's true. Mine are gross fucking puppets. 
Right. Well, nothing wrong with that. No. Uh, I love demons. I love demons. How do you how do you feel about the sequel called Demons Two? <laughs> I'm not as wild about it. I've only seen it once, so maybe I need to see it again. But it just felt like a poor retread, I guess, mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm I've only well, me too. I've only seen it once. Um. I remember liking it, but I remember thinking like, "Well, this doesn't have anything on the first one." But yeah. I'm I'm interested in rewatching it because Jason loves Demons too. Like, I think it almost rivals his love of the first one, which is like his favorite movie. But he hmm. loves Demons too, and I just thought it it was so. I really want to watch it because it's so funny how Demons ends with this like, like we're saying this complete shift in the world and every society is done for unless you have your jeep and your little blonde Aryan gun child (laughs) so it truly is trump's america but like everything everything is done but then demons too like that was a movie that they were watching Right. like the movie of demons was a, itself a movie and then that gets broadcast on tv and then people watch that and then the zombie apocalypse happens <laughs> or the demon apocalypse blowing my mind man it's like there's like layers within layers man like a like a chicken cord in blue yeah. <laughs> That's exactly the go-to yeah. when you want to talk layers. Yeah, chicken cordon bleu. Uh, but I, so I, I don't know. I might have a, maybe I might have a Demons 2 and Creep Show um, TV show double feature in my hmm. in my future tonight. We'll see. Wow. We'll see. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. God, Good I just love you. the Coke and the Coke can. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. But it's such a good I love joke. I love 80s ne'er-do-wells. The punks, you know? Ugh, I love the punks. Yeah. Also, well, no, I'm going to say this because I can preface this in a greater conversation. The main, the, the driver who, who was like... Just Ripper. That, Ripper, who's like just like that aggressive, stupid, like Stallone-adjacent dude. Mm-hmm. He's so hot. Yeah. <laughs> He's so hot with his stupid face. But then that gets me thinking. And this point, this reminds me of something Jason told me when he was like, oh, have fun watching Demons. And he's, he was like, that, that is a movie full of babes. But I, was, I like, was thinking the same thing when I was watching it. This movie's full of babes. I was like, this is, it's so true. Every single person in this movie is like hot as shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah. while also being gross, it's visually stunning in many ways. Right. No, I agree with that. That was definitely a thought that I had. It's like, wow, some babes in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of super babes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, come for the come for the, the gross demons. Stay for the babes and for the. Um, what's that? What's that thing called? He shoots up and off the. So they, oh, the grappling the hook? The grappling thing, hook. Like... I couldn't remember the name. I was like, the thing that Batman has. What the hell is that yeah. called? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, stay yeah, for the I babes just... and the grappling hook. Oh my gosh, this movie. I love it. Dirt bike, sword, grappling hook. Like, <laughs> I mean, only, it's such a good time. Only the Italians could get away with this. God, it's true. God bless them for being so fucking weird and outside the box in, yeah. in creating horror films. And thank goodness for Satanists and their convoluted schemes, because <laughs> they're always entertaining. Do you think? But get it together. I mean, you know. Do you think somewhere there's a little red hen Satanist that's like, I printed the tickets, I made the film, I opened the movie theater, I <laughs> yeah. cemented the walls. 
It's like, who's telling you to do all that? Yeah. Just, <laughs> just go scratch somebody. Are you guys unionized? Like, what is going <laughs> like, on what here? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, just scratch someone. Just go scratch somebody. Just put it's some so demon weird. bile in the water reservoir. Right. God. But God, I'm so glad that they did come up with this convoluted pyramid scheme right. because it just exactly. it made my life so fun. It's a good time. Yeah. Big. Demons. Demons should be, that's a Shocktober recommendation for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a good party movie. Great Halloween vibes. Uh, has yeah. nothing to do with Halloween, but great Halloween vibes. It's like, it's colorful. Yeah. It's got the music. It's got all the amazing design. It's got the gore. It's got fucking babes, a cornucopia of babes. <laughs> I love demons. Yeah. It's one to put on at your Halloween party that people don't have to pay attention to because there's nothing to pay attention to. No, it's just like you walk out of the room, you go grab another pumpkin beer, you walk back, and then, oh, somebody else is getting their eyes ripped out. Great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yay. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. <sighs> that said, uh, Stacy. Huh? 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 Do we have a listener question today? We do, and it's not uh, necessarily about Suspiria. Excuse me? Um, It doesn't reference Suspiria directly. It doesn't doesn't tell us besides Suspiria? No, Suspiria's not mentioned at all, so... Hmm. I don't know if we even want to bother, but... I mean... Hmm... <laughs> oh well. All right. Well, Bill asks, "What are your top three favorite female horror villains and or top three female monsters?" Ooh, ooh. And this goes great considering Greta is such a fantastic monster in this film. She really is. It's a great jumping-off point. If I ever turn into a disgusting demon, well, if <laughs> yeah. When I turn into that disgusting demon. Oh, I can't wait. It's coming, right? We all know it's coming. And so one day you and I go to record this and you're like, oh, hey, Stacy, what's that? I'm just like. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow I've still managed to hook up my microphone and put on my headphones. Stacy, your pustules are all over the mic. (laughs) (laughs) So. Eventually, <laughs> listeners, that's what's going to happen. It'll, you'll still hear the intro, Galo of the Darkness, and then Anthony will be like, well. <laughs> That'll be my contribution every time. It'll just be Anthony talking. Something tells me you'll still be able to bring out Penny Marshall, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming i mean i can't wait i i it's i'm so ready it's like what's gonna get me first climate change or demonic change (laughs) right oh my god every woman goes through it at some point in her life Oh man, I, I have my calendar marked. I am counting down for <laughs> Stacy. Did you see? Have you seen the trailer for this um, movie countdown that's coming out? No, it looks no. 
<laughs> it looks terrible. And I can't help but say I might be so excited. I saw the preview at Hustlers, and it literally looks like an atrocity. Um, but it's where you get this app called Countdown, and it tells you when mm. you die and how much time is left. And and it opens, and she she opens the app, and some girl's like, oh, I live for another 84 years or something. And then this other, the other one opens the app, and then it's like, you have, like, three minutes left. Oh. And there's this great part where somebody goes, I can't help but feel like it all comes back to the app. <laughs> 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 and I was like, okay, ticket bought. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be in the theater. Yeah. I'm going to download the countdown app. app. Yeah. So man. Anyway, part oh, pardon like pardon that um, bit of not deserved product placement. Uh, <laughs> sounds ama- sounds right up my old alley. I though. couldn't help but think of us. So yeah, I was like, <laughs> you know, I was I literally, love an app. I was literally like, God, this movie looks fucking terrible. But then again, it could be argued this is eye horror, and we oh, for do sure. need to cover this because <laughs> I said the internet movies are moving into app based because that's where our interactions are. Yeah, it's app horror now it's app horror yeah so i mean we have to do our journalistic duty you know and i gotta you know it's time to put on the old press hat get that press hat old, get your credentials press moo moo grab your um steno notebook <laughs> get i gotta get a i gotta get a press moo moo get a press moo moo <laughs> if you don't get a, if if nothing else that we've ever <laughs> talked about on this show that we've ever prophesied if nothing else comes true it's the press mumu hi ma'am i'm at the press (laughs) in the white house and there's all this all this like uppity reporters in their suits i don't care anyway there's that that amazing 800 year old woman that's been grilling the presidents forever and then there's you and your fucking press in my press mumu with my press fedora (laughs) Did that woman in a moo just bark at us? Yeah. Can you tell Amazon that Suspiria needs to be re-released into theaters, please? Okay, ma'am, we need to have ma'am, you removed. Get, ma'am, please. How did you I'm get like in the here? Press. Damn, she put on her press moo We can't eject her. <laughs> well, anyway. So your villains, your top three lady villains. Well, okay, so here's the problem. Bill qualified this with uh, top three female villains and or female monsters. And you know, I saw that and or as an excuse to just list six women that I love. Perfect. Uh, The problem is differentiating between, and I told, I talked to you about this really briefly, but differentiating between a female villain and a female monster It's actually, like, really hard. Well, it's hard for me to differentiate between a female villain and a female hero. Exactly, (laughs) right? Like, you know, like, the ones who ostensibly would be villains. Like, Susie Banyan, you could say, is a villain. Yeah. Mary Lou. Is is she? Yeah, Mary Lou Maloney. She's a fucking champion of the underdogs. Not Betty Sue Maloney. (laughs) Hey. But Mary Sue... (laughs) Fuck Betty Sue Baloney and fuck everybody who likes it. Oh my honestly. god! <laughs> wow, you didn't come here to make friends. I am not here to make friends. I have my reality show Moo Moo on. 
You cycle through not those here really to make fast. Friends. I did well. They're very easy to take on, That's take true. off, and put on. It's true. That's part so. of the fantasy of a muumu. It. <laughs> it's the fantasy of a muumu. Yeah, they, they they come off so fast, and then also if you need to get to a press junket, just pop on the press muumu. That would be a good. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Never mind. What? <laughs> Well, if I ever, or should I say when, I release (laughs) an album of Enya-esque songs. Oh, going back on my calendar, another countdown coming. Uh, I think Moo Moo Fantasies would be a good title. (laughs) (laughs) So like Pure Moods, the commercials playing. You see see Yanni, Enya, the creepy uh, New Age X-Files theme remix, and then... (laughs) Enigma, like all of a sudden the Franciscan monks or whatever the fuck they are come in and they're boo 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 boo, and I'm and I come in and then my moo moo, <laughs> moo moo fantasies, moo moo fantasies. <laughs> it's also, that's it's a, also a good DJ name, DJ Moo Moo Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, she's she's got her she's, dipes on under that moo moo. That's right. I don't have to. I don't have to make any effort at all. <laughs> like like most DJs. For anything. Yeah, that's true. And then I <laughs> I fire up the boop 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 boop. And everybody goes crazy. All of Ibiza just taken by yeah, storm. Yeah, they're just going nuts. Like, move over, Paris Hilton. I'm here. <laughs> DJ Moo Moo Fantasy is here. <laughs> Listen, I think we might have just found your true self, Stacey. I think so. It's I've had so many true selves over the course of the year of this show, but it's you know it's a the, the road to self actualization is long and multifaceted and complicated. And... Right? Aren't we all just whittling ourselves down to our cores? You know, you try something and then it's not for you, and you cast it off. Right? Yes. Yes. It's like Michelangelo sculpting. He just released the forms were always there in the block of marble. He just released the forms, right? Yes. Isn't, oh, so poetic. Yeah, isn't that what's happening? Like Who knew she was talking about Moo Moo's? <laughs> Who knew DJ Moo Moo fantasy? <laughs> the road to self-actualization be- begins here. It mm. does. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know, but I really hope Marianne Williamson has something to also do with your moo-moo scheme. I would. I think that I would be playing her walk-on song for her acceptance speech. Yeah. Yeah, there's like little little dialogue cuts in the middle of your tracks. Mm, oh. Oh. Is it, or no, mi- your mix. Your mixes. I see, I see. DJs don't do tracks. They do mixes. Even though they all just play fucking music off Spotify. Right. Yeah. <laughs> ah, okay. So that said, um, I had so much trouble differenti- differentiating between a female villain and a female monster because it's like, like some of them, like uh, admit obviously. So Mary Lou, I already spoiled. Mary Lou is on my list. Mm-hmm. Is Mary Lou Maloney a female villain or a female monster? She possesses people. She uses Final Destination like force to kill people. Uh, but I still think of her as like a female villain. Yeah, to me, monster indicates certain physicalities. Yeah, like, like, are you wearing a gross puppet outfit? Are you a werewolf? Yeah. 
Yeah, Were- werewolf yeah, yeah, yeah. is a subset of monster. Monster to me means transforming from human not into a ghost, but into some kind of creature almost. That's just what it okay. means to me. Okay, okay. I like that because I do also have a ghost on my list and her name is Ellie Kedward. Mm-hmm. Uh, because obviously, I mean, fucking queen. We have sung her praises many times in, during, over the course of which month. Um, yes. So then I get more confused now. If you were to switch and transfer your soul into a doll. <laughs> oh no. Does that make you a monster? Or does that make you just a female villain? Because I feel like that's still just, if, if it's a ghost, it's still the same spirit, right? She's just in a doll body. So Tiffany, mm. also on my list. Mm-hmm. Because Tiffany is my goddamn queen and has been since the first time I saw Bride of Chucky in 1998 or 99, whenever it came out on VHS. And I saw her cut that guy's throat and then return to using it her the, what she killed him with as her nail file. And it goes, <laughs> cool, when she steals his badge like or his lighter. <laughs> Fucking love Tiffany. So so for my three female villains, I have Ellie Kedward, Tiffany, and Mary Lou. Um, all formative queens in my life. Uh, for top three female monsters, I couldn't help but think about um, one of our favorite monsters. Helena Marcos! <laughs> our favorite purveyor of a sunglass hut. Um, I think she's a monster because she's 800 years old and she's covered in fucking baby arms. Yeah. And she has, like, a baby head popping out of her, like, like lower abdomen, which I didn't even notice until our most recent rewatch. <sighs> what a goddess. Yeah, yeah she's, she's a queen. <laughs> I love Elena Marcos. <laughs> and I mean, let's be real. Like, uh, like, like even I love your, your Instagram profile where you say, like, want to be Blanc, Mark- <laughs> actually Marcos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. I think th- I think that's true of the whole human race, right? We all we all at heart are Helena Marcos, and yeah, I just love her for for seeing me, and I feel you know representation matters. I love that she has no shame. She's just absolutely disgusting. She's just nude and gross. Nude and gross. Still, ha- I just love that she still has her sunglasses on though. Like, she still ah, has those- like. <laughs> I don't need any clothes. But she's got to have the sunglasses. And she just has to be taken care of. And she's an Annabelle adjacent. She's in a fucking storage cabinet under the floorboards. Yeah, she's running running the show while looking at that. And all these women are, like, that's my dream is just look like that. And women are still fawning all over you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For 800 years. Yeah. They're all like, God okay, damn. can I keep you moist? <laughs> <laughs> like, who's going to hose down Marcos? And they're all, like, fighting over it. Me, 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 me. Me, yeah. <laughs> Living the life, man. Oh, it's truly the dream. So, Helena Marcos, hats off to you. Baby arms off to you. <laughs> um, also, I'm going to say for another monster, I'm going to say the Medeiros girl from Record. Oh. Because she's disgusting and terrifying. Good call. She scares the shit out of me. The, the last scene of Record is so fucked up and so It really wrong is. And so horrifying. I actually, you know... I spoiled, I, I didn't even know that it was, that was, that I saw that sequence before I even saw record, so I spoiled the whole movie for myself. Aww. But I was on some, like, horror message board or something, because that was, you know, ten years ago or whenever, and and somebody, like, posted this thing, and like, this is super fucked up, and it didn't have any subtitles, it was all in Spanish still, and it was just that, 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 uh, 
night vision sequence at the Ugh. end of the record. And I just was watching this completely out of context, and I was, like, chilled to the bone. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this? And then ultimately I found out it's from record. That's how I sought it out. Um, love the Medeiros girl. I love her <laughs> in all of her forms, even in record three, when any, any possessed looks in the mirror and they see the Medeiros girl reflected back. She's amazing. So big, <laughs> big, big fan of her. Um, and then this straddles between villain and monster, but because she has a removable skin suit and rules over a part of hell, or at least the part um, where Leviathan is hanging out, I had to also say Julia, but specifically Julia from Hellraiser 2. Because oh. uh, she's she's a goddamn queen in her lilac fantasy, billowing dress. Um and I just, I just love her. I love her. So, hmm. so yeah. Ellie Kedward, Tiffany, Mary Lou, Helena Marcos, Medeiros Girl, and Julia. That's a good list. Yeah, thanks. Queens for all seasons. Queens for all seasons. Yeah, I had a really hard time differentiating between villains and heroes. I love that. <laughs> because when I think about, when I'm like, well, Susie Banyan, she's a villain, but also life goals. And a goddess. Um, and, and a, a goddess. Witch. And yeah, and that's kind of the way I felt about many of them. So I tried to think of the women who could mostly just be seen as the bad guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's harder to find a, a, even though there's always a way to justify whatever. But no. for the most part, they're just the bad guy. Yeah. I, I mean, I failed in that ta- in that goal, but here we are. I also had Mary Lou Maloney. Oh, thank God. Yes. Because good Lord. Truly a hero. Truly a hero. Um, I'm so glad that Prom Night 2, Hello Mary Lou, Prom Night 2, is getting so much love these days. Because it was forgotten for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the fucking Blu-ray now? Yeah. But the world has opened up the steamer trunk. And she has emerged. (laughs) And she is coming for that sash and that tiara. She's coming. So uh, definitely Mary Lou. Um... I feel I would be remiss if I did not mention one Mrs. Pamela Voorhees. Oh, God damn, yes. A sympathetic killer to an extent, also terrifying. Also, I love that she is known worldwide as a Mrs. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we don't call Michael Myers Mr. Myers. Mr. Myers. You know, Jason is Jason. He's not Mr. Voorhees, but she's she has the dignity and the station that requires Mrs. Voorhees. That's one the one time sexist tradition worked out. That's right. Uh, I'm gonna say your choice, Samara or Sadako from The Ring, oh, or Ringo. Yeah. Um, I love that that whole movie turned the the ghost movie tropes on their head. Which usually you have to just help the poor innocent ghost. And when you help the ghost, everything's fine. And Sadako's like, fuck all y'all. I'm just evil. I hate you. I'm going to kill you all forever and ever. Do what I want. Yep. So she's great. Creepy. She's everything. Yep. Um, Also went to film school, just like the demons. (laughs) She did. She definitely was like, this is my Maya Darren fanfic. (laughs) Tape. It was totally Maya Darren. Uh, yeah. Satanic goth Maya Darren. Yeah, like we all go through those phases, right? Where you're like, look at this thing I made. And it's like, okay, so you're really into this artist right now. And yeah. Just, yeah. 
It was bad. So, um, I'm gonna say the alien queen from Aliens. Oh my! For God. a monster with her detachable cloaca or whatever the fuck that egg shoot is that she uh-huh. can just. Yeah, she's you know. I know we're supposed to be rooting for Ripley. The whole get away from her, you bitch, and et cetera, et cetera. But that alien queen just wants to lay her eggs. <laughs> the best part of that movie is when Ripley goes up the elevator and then the alien queen goes, <laughs> and she gets in the elevator. <laughs> and I wish there was a shot of her pushing the button. I just yeah. need that. I'm like, James Cameron, do your best George Lucas CGIing and just make put in a shot of her pushing the button, the door closing. <laughs> And then her like humming along with the song mm-hmm. in the elevator. Yeah, yeah, I love her. She's so gangly. Yeah, she's great. She was she was on my list, and then I actually crossed her off to make room for the Medeiros girl. Oh, oh. room schmoom. I say, why do we limit ourselves? Uh, we sh- could have just had a whole litany of queens here. It's our You're show. Right. We can do whatever we want. No one's listening. Look at anyway. me containing myself. Yeah, how dare you? God damn it. Um. Also, another favorites of ours. That we've talked, we've mentioned this movie several times, but haven't done a full episode. Ostensibly, they're villains of a sort. I'm going to say Golden and Silver from The Lure. <gasps> oh. They're monsters, right? Especially Silver. Yeah. Golden. Golden. I always forget because their names are like backwards from what you would think based on their hair color. Oh. Wait. Yeah, because you think Golden would be the one, the Little Mermaid one, because she has reddish kind of. Oh right, hair. right, right. Never mind. Yes, yeah. So yeah. Golden. Yeah, you're. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, you worked that out. That's good. Every time I talk about the lore, this happens. Yeah, um, I love the lore. I love Golden and Silver. They're mermaids, and uh, they're great we monsters. To, we need to do we, an episode. We need to do an episode on the lore. It is such a good movie. It is. And that was, more people need to see that movie. That was one of, hands down, one of the best movie watching experiences I've ever had because I knew nothing about it going in. I saw the poster and that was it. Yeah. I sat down and I just screamed and cackled and felt so <laughs> in love the entire movie. Yeah. So I like it when uh, they take a monstrous turn at times during that movie. Yes. I love it. I love Golden. Oh, she's so perfect. She's gorgeous, too. Yeah. Yeah, she's a babe. Um, and my last one I would have to say is I do enjoy um, Asami from Audition. Do you want to know something about me? You've never seen it. I was too busy watching Dark Crystal. I know. I've never seen Audition. I can't believe it. I saw it really late. Like, I, you know, people talked about it for several years before I saw it. It's It's worth seeing. I know. I had I had no excuse to. We showed it for Feminist March this year at the theater. And, man. And you didn't go? Stacy, I was busy. I see. I see. Well, <laughs> I was busy making poor choices. I guess South Park can't watch itself. It can't. Thank you for recognizing this. Yeah. Well. Although, based on the way the episodes are going with this newer season. Um. Well, it's good. And I won't say anything more because you should watch that movie. I get the vibe that she is an avenging angel uh, with a lot of surgical implements, and it's real gross. You could probably say that. Okay. Okay. It's good shit. It's a really good movie. I need to watch it. 
Yeah, well, add it to the list, my friend. I know. I know. Well, we all Every have things. Other movie we all made. have things we should watch, but there are things I'm excited for you to watch because I would like to talk about them on this show. And it's like, you know, we create the schedule for the show and it's like, I don't know, time, like weeks can't go by fast enough. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, we'll mention a movie and be like, ooh, I can't wait to do this episode. And then you realize we've scheduled it for six weeks from now. And it's like, no, we're I was scheduled for months out. And I'm like, what about what about the ones like we were talking about doing an entire month about a certain genre? And I'm like, I want to get to that, though, now. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like, I mean. Not that this, not that we can go more than one day a week, but it's like I wish we did because it's just like there's so many movies that you haven't seen that I can't wait for you to see so we can talk about them. Oh my god! And it's just like, oh my, okay, well, I guess we can do an audition episode in like the year three thousand. <laughs> but that's a good problem to have. It at is the a good same problem. Time. Oh, for sure. It just at means we're not going to run out of stuff anytime soon. Yeah, we won't we won't get to Ilsa just yet. Right. Though I wish we're we... hostile. <laughs> oh no, okay. <laughs> yeah, the day honestly, listeners, the Monday that you log on and see that our company this Wednesday we talk about hostile. Don't even <laughs> listen because that means it's over. Just unsubscribe, unlike, unfollow, unsubscribe. Yeah, just let us talk into the air to no Yeah. One. Just end it all because that's yeah. just it's just not happening. No. So you got, yeah, you should see Audition. It's really great. Oh, man. So many movies. Got a lengthy list. I have a lengthy list of things I keep meaning to watch. You know? It's true. It's only so many hours in a day. It's only so many hours. Want to remind everybody, please uh, hit up hit up Gaylords of Darkness across all social media. Uh, on Facebook at Gaylords of Darkness, on Twitter at Gaylords of D, um, and we knew we now have a Gaylords of Darkness Instagram. Also, <gasps> can you believe it? Finally, it took a year for me to finally go. <laughs> God damn it! And then it took an additional year for me to figure out the fucking login after I set it up, and I sent you eight hundred messages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's the password, Anthony? You created the thing. What's the password? I don't know. <laughs> Okay, I went in and changed the password. Here's the new password. I can't log in. Isn't this the password? No, it's the password I sent you. Literally, I've sent Stacey 800 messages at 3 in the morning every night for like five nights as I tried to get into this thing that I did to myself. Yeah. So with that said, go on Instagram and and follow Gaylords of Darkness, all one word, Gaylords of Darkness, on Instagram, uh, because otherwise my my efforts at constantly failing will have been for absolutely nothing. <laughs> You're um, still welcome to follow us individually if you choose to do so. My Instagram's real boring, but that's fine. At Final Girl. G-R-R-L. And I am at the Carla Rossi. Also, I wanted to do one more shout out to um, a listener that I just I I feel like is is almost an honorary co Gaylord at this point um, with the amazing artwork they've been doing for us and and about us. Um, but Rowan Woodcock, man, I know, right? Did you see that new? So Rowan, everyone, I mean, a lot of you have seen the animatic of the intro that Rowan has been working on. Yeah, with where we where we go into the room and find the tome and all that, um, but Rowan also show, released an animatic that they had been working on before that of um, 
of us talking about Stacy and all of her lesbian vampire fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, I get that we're funny sometimes, but like I was laughing so hard at Rowan's animations and the expressive expressions in the anim, in the on the character design and everything. It is so fucking just brilliant. It's so good. So funny. Please follow everything Rowan does. Um, you can find him on Twitter at, at Raging Woodcock. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just, just like everything Rowan does. Cause this is, he's such a pro and is, it just keeps making all this content up around our show that we haven't even asked for. And yet I could never want to ask for anything else than all this amazing, these amazing animations. So agreed. I just want to say thank you, Rowan, once again, for, for being a, such a, a goddamn saint no kidding <laughs> and so much funnier and create more creative than i could ever be <laughs> yeah same oh and uh another thing is you have that thing yeah, horror I... queers <gasps> oh my god thank you oh also <laughs> <laughs> also because it, it comes out today the same day as, as our episode this wednesday um I just did an episode of Horror Queers, and we talk about with our with our friends Joe and Trace over at Horror Queers, another queer horror podcast. Um, uh, also, just hit a year old, and I just did their "I Know Who Killed Me" episode, um, celebrating the goddess Lindsay Lohan, um, <laughs> and and a, and a really uh, wonderful artistic artisan Lindsay Lohan film from the one of the co directors of All Cheerleaders Die. So. Say what you will about the movie itself. Uh, it was it's a really fun episode, and so you can you can listen to that on Horror Queers um, any anywhere podcasts are accessed or conjured. Nice, good for you. Yeah, see, I yeah. do things. Yeah, if you want to see other podcasts, I guess that's fine. I guess that's something we'll have to work through. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll have an accountability process. We have a a, a, a counselor that we can all bring in together, so we can really you know keep. Open and honest communication is really key um, mm-hmm. when opening up your podcast listening. So, oh, I was talking to you. Oh, that if oh, you just we never, wanted, we never really discussed this, and maybe on oh. air isn't the place to do oh. it. But um, if you're just gonna go on other podcasts whenever they ask you to be a guest, everything well. was over the clothes. That's still part of the rules. Oh, okay, okay. You said if I was traveling, it's okay. <laughs> but, but, but were you there emotionally? That's what really matters. Were you an em- emotional guest? Stacy, you know I had all my feelings removed. But what I will say... And replaced with the Dark Crystal episode. I replaced them all with... Mm, but, um, <laughs> but I was thinking about you the whole time. Oh. As long as you call out my name, that's good enough for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I did. I, I just I just kept saying Stacy, Stacy, Stacy. <laughs> they stopped the episode. Yeah. It's more of their one of their more strange episodes because of that. Um, right, but, right. Well, but yeah, you know, works for me. Yay! Well, uh, season two, as you can see, we've really elevated the show. What makes it season two? It's just, it's been a year. It's we don't have, I feel like we need a theme song. I feel like I, we need to be L word. <sighs> Maybe <laughs> I'll good. go sober or something. Maybe that will be the new plot line this season. We'll find out. There you out. go. Yeah. Okay, good. We'll see. 
<laughs> in the meantime, thanks for listening. Uh, like and subscribe if you want to. Or don't. Whatever. God don't damn it. No, I don't do it. Like the show. <laughs> like no. and follow on everything. Uh, okay, fine. Like Stacey, and follow. Put on your fascist sunglasses and tell them to do the thing. <laughs> follow us. Turn it off. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my my god! God. Oh Oh my my god! God. Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness! Ha, 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 ha.